Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake. It's Super Bowl week, so Chris Rose is here. Uh, we spent our fourth year talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, Chris Rose is the best. Starts out, I wanna don't want to lose everyone right off the YouTube algorithm. Starts off a little sexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, both ways. That's just being honest with you. Uh, had a lot of fun chopping it up. Uh, and hopefully it gets you ready for Super Bowl week. Because honestly... Until that, I kind of haven't haven't been, and I, I haven't I don't have a plan for the Super Bowl yet. So I I'm just that this week too. Yeah, I'm just kind of. Oh. There was no football this weekend, and I don't know this week. January's gone. Baseball's yeah. coming, and nope. about something happened to me last year. I, I ended up having my friends over for it, and then like ordering food became such a disaster. I don't want to be responsible for right. that again. Oh, so then I'm like, dude. So I can, now I do not want them to come over. So now I've not got no plans. Just threw out for a second and invite people over. Our apartment is not built for that. Mm. I don't think we've ever invited people over. It's a New York City apartment. Uh, anyways, just gets mentioned in the Chris Rose interview. Um, there was one and a half baseball signings. That's so rude. Um, I was, I was going to say Jacob Junis as the half with the Brewers, but actually that dude might... There's some people that really like a couple of his numbers, and if he's going to the Brewers, like they're pretty he's starting. They're pretty start with their money, so I don't know. Maybe Jacob Junis Hive raise up. Uh, the other news that we probably don't need to deep deep dive on: Clayton Kershaw agrees to return with the Dodgers. Um, yeah, it's one of those. I now that this has become a job, I've had this conversation. This is the fourth time I've done is Clayton Kershaw going to resign with the Dodgers, and he just does. Um, so he's back. I, I will say, for me, the, the light bulb really went off. Well, the light bulb should have just been on. Like, we just do this dance with either the Texas Rangers or retirement. He missed the Texas Rangers boat. Would have been the coolest thing ever if he was on that team. They won. He retires. Joe Cool. Um, he's coming back to the Dodgers. Uh, another reminder, he's still really good. Um, like so like his stats should make you disgusted as a baseball fan. Uh, the thing that clued me in that I, I really thought he'd be going besides him going every year was the James Paxton signing. Like James Paxton is, is only, you can't bank on him to give you 25 starts. Um, but could you bank on him to be pretty damn good for like 15? Kinda. Um, so Clayton Kershaw, who, you know, will be coming off injury. And do they have a timeline? Just second half of the season? I think when it, when he announced the surgery, people were saying like June, but he, uh, Oh, my God. His stats the last two years, 2022, 22 starts, a 228. That's a 228. Mm-hmm. And then last year uh, in 131.2 innings, he did regress a little bit to a 246 ERA. And actually, that wasn't regressing because it was the same ERA plus compared to the league year over year. So I, uh, I was thinking about one of, it's one of the first memories full time at this job. Uh, we were in the RV, and I remember 
you're talking with Trev, and, and you and him were talking about Kershaw, and you're like, well, a little step back, those two years before that, 18 and 19, he had gone from, you know, consistently looking at ERA plus in the, in the very high ones, and he had 142, 137 back-to-back, and you had said, like, you know, that is, just isn't the same. Right. In the four seasons that have happened since then, uh, 438 innings of a 267 ERA. I mean, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. So I, the postseason stuff is kind of crazy, and if, I think if we're all being honest, everyone believes there's a little bit of something to it. Um, probably except Trev. He'll get kind of defensive player cat in a corner, but I don't know. Uh, but when you actually look, we, we posted the Dodgers graphic today of this is what the Dodgers rotation can look like. Yamamoto... Um, who is it? It's Yamamoto. It's Glass, it's now. glass now. It's Kershaw Walker Bueller. That and Bueller. Walker Bueller. Kershaw was put in as the four, and then it was Bobby Miller. Who I don't know. I Bobby Miller has a chance to. Of all the pitchers they've thrown out that are good, like he looks like he's next. Uh, that yeah, those Dodgers are are gonna be there. Yeah. Paxton was effective last season. Is just. Fine. Extra Miller Sheehan. One of them will click. I don't know which one. Why not? James Paxton in the pen. Cool. <laughs> so that was your update from the baseball world. It is Super Bowl week. Pitchers and catchers report next week. So let's get into it with Chris Rose. And it's all brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the last weekend of the year to get your football bets in. We've teamed up with DraftKings. <clears throat> and now is the perfect time to take your shot at the crown right now. All new customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they place their first $5 bet on anything. And man, if you're looking for a time to bet on anything, it's the Super Bowl. Um, There's so much action on there. You'll see a bet you like. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code BAKERS. Bet just $5 on any wager and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code BAKERS only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook. Chris Rose, we are joined by, for the fourth year, I think. What happens? I think so. I just Googled, and there's a Chris Rose joins Wake and Jake talk Super Bowl three years ago with Chris Rose, the guy I just just said. Yeah, that's my bad. How you doing, Rosie? Well, you are so fortunate that I'm a loser and don't leave my house. (laughs) Plus, because of all uh, all the rain. Uh, I was actually getting my canoe worked on, okay. so I picked a terrible week to take that into the shop. Yeah, you know, can't really get out, get anywhere. So I'm all yours for the next 23 minutes or whatever. What's uh, what's going on over there? Trev was moaning about the rain. Is it? Yeah, this is the well, annual rainstorm in L.A. See, now Ploof is soft, right? He grew yes. up in Southern California, so he, you know, he gets a little wet, and his hair is all mm. whatever. Me, I I utilize the rain and rain showers as as an actual shower. Because yes. for me, the over-under on those per week is about two and a half. So take the over when there's a rainstorm in town because I just go outside and Shawshank Redemption that shit, and then we're good to go. Uh, but I grew up in Cleveland, right? I should be a little yeah. tougher. The problem is is that the city's infrastructure is not built right. for this amount of rain in a short amount of time. Well, you know, if you take one of those Shawshank showers, if, if you mm-hmm. could send that video to our socials team, I think we could get a couple views on that. Oh, yeah, um, there's no question. You put me next to Marco Scudero from the 2012 <laughs> NLCS, 
That thing will be popping. You got to stop requesting that. Um, I do want to, you mentioned being wet. I want to ask you about being soft and soft grass. Um, do you care about that at all? Um, I don't think it's a great look for anybody. You know, I when the story came up, it made me think a little bit. Like there are some cities that just aren't built to house two professional football teams. Right. And I think we found out that maybe Vegas is one of them or the next time, because I imagine that Vegas is going to be a part of this rotation for the foreseeable future, that if that happens, that the NFL is going to help upgrade whatever facilities UNLV has. I have not, I'll be the first one to admit, I have not followed UNLV football very mm. closely since the Randall Cunningham era. Um, and so I don't know what their facilities are. In fact, they might not have even improved since Randall was there in the late eighties uh, or mid eighties. So we'll see. Um, I, they'll get past it, but to say that the Chiefs don't have an advantage in that area when they go to a state-of-the-art facility in Anderson, Nevada with the Raiders, as opposed to what the Niners are dealing with, I think you're probably fooling yourself. Pretty wild, man. I've, it's something you'd, you'd obviously never think about as just a fan who watches football in the Super Bowl, and then you're like, oh, shoot, the Chiefs yep. are at the Raiders' brand-new facility and the Niners? All right, UNLV on on soft grass. That uh, I don't know. There's always something. Super Bowl media always week. Something. Uh, Kadarius is getting in front of the mic. We got soft grass. You never, you never know what you're gonna get. Um, so what do you think? Is he a number one receiver if they just throw him the football? That was a great. It's an awesome. That's that's an all timer. That's <laughs> an all timer. If I've got the ball, I'm the number one receiver. Yeah, it's hard hard to argue with that. Yeah, there's no there's a lot of logic behind it. It's hard to argue with that. Who's your um if I may ask? Well, well, you know, I obviously are wet, soft, now I'll go unit joke. What's your what's your favorite unit on the field? If you had to pick between Chiefs offense, defense, Niners offense, Niners defense, which one of those four do you feel the most confident in on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, most people would uh based on what happened on social media several weeks ago, would expect me to ride with the Chiefs D. But <laughs> as much as I would like to, right? I've always been fascinated by a Kyle Shanahan offense. I, I love everything about it. The Browns are obviously my favorite team. The Niners might be my favorite team to watch because of him. Uh, I think they have so many different dynamic pieces, right? We know about McCaffrey. There's not a running back in the league who can do everything that he does at that level. They've got the most complete tight end in the league in terms of George Kittle who can run through away from defenders and then lay you down like he's a left tackle. They've got two receivers that have just developed into the perfect chess pieces. Brandon Ayuk, people forget this, but he was in Shanahan's doghouse as a rookie. And you thought, oh, my God, what a wasted draft pick that was for them. And to his credit, he has turned it around, and now I believe he's about to be a free agent. And they're either going to franchise him or he's he's going to get paid by the team that he's playing for right now or he's going to walk. Whatever way, he's going to cash in nicely. And then Debo is just fantastic. I, I don't know what other receiver over the last 25 years has been the personality of an offense in terms of a tough offense but he is the difference maker. And so, and you can't forget about Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, he had, yeah. he was probably this close to being the MVP of Super Bowl 54. He, 
he missed a second touchdown by less than like half a yard. And if they hang on and win that one, you'd be hard pressed to not give it to a guy who scored two touchdowns in the game. Um, so they've just got so many pieces. And then I haven't even talked about Brock Purdy yet. So I'll go with the San Francisco offense. How funny is that? How funny is it? Is it? I, man, I flip flop every day. I'm, I'm mm. like Brock Purdy is, is awesome. I, why, why am I going to knock a quarterback that's doing this on offense? I've, I've never, I don't think another, or, okay, this is a good Chris Rose question. Who's a quarterback that's been as successful as Brock Purdy that's been kind of knocked down and everyone's kind of like, well, the, the rest of the team's so good? Is that, is that, did I phrase any of that right? No, you did. You did. There's no question about it. I will make this statement because what's going to happen inevitably if the Niners lose and Purdy doesn't play a great game, let's say he's not as bad as he was against Baltimore, but let's say he was like where he was for Green Bay until the final drive, which was barely a 50% completion percentage that was heading into that last drive in the divisional round. So let's say he's closer to that. The question inevitably will be, do the Niners need to upgrade a quarterback? Now, let's just take a step back here for a second. Brock Purdy became the starting quarterback in early December of 2022. He did not lose a start until <laughs> he got hurt on the first drive of the championship game. This year, he led the Niners to the number one seed. They now have won back-to-back home playoff games and has them in a Super Bowl. This was a guy who was the last pick of the draft, and people want to nitpick him. If Brock Purdy doesn't play another snap in the NFL after Sunday, he has had a remarkable NFL career. And shame on anybody who says otherwise. Like, I hate, listen, I understand the whole deal about being a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Tony Romo was not drafted, and he ended up earning a $100 million uh, deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I get it. He didn't win playoff games and didn't get them to where they want. He had a remarkable career, one that we should all stand up and applaud. But instead, we want to pick on guys left and right because he didn't do this and he didn't do that. Are you kidding me? Nobody even knew Tony Romo's name until he set foot in the in the lineup with the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody follow Eastern Illinois football? Are you kidding me? So it's the same thing here with Brock Purdy. It's a remarkable story, and we should be appreciating the ride instead of trying to figure out, well, what went wrong? Rosie, now I've got to apologize to all my UNLV college football fans and now all my Eastern Illinois college football fans. Ooh, did you just say Illinois? Illinois. Yeah, sorry. Did my did my Connecticut come out there? <laughs> Wait a second. Is that a shtick of yours that I don't know about? Do you call I, it Illinois? I think I have used that as a shtick, and now I now I don't know because that wasn't supposed to be. Wow, Illinois. Okay, I got that right. So Kyle Van give, Noy, Kyle Van Illinois, Kyle Van Noy. Give me at least two other people affiliated with the NFL who were quarterbacks at Eastern Illinois. Ooh. Um, was Garoppolo? Bing. There's one. I don't have the other one. I I vaguely remember. So but... we already mentioned Romo. Yeah. BBD, do you want to give a get? Don't stare. Don't don't cheat yet, because I'm gonna need you to confirm this. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I believe Sean Payton set records there in the mm-hmm. '80s as the quarterback. 
and I'm not 100% on this, but I want to say that Mike Shanahan went there. Oh, wow. Can you, uh, BBD, Sean is there Payton any? confirmed. All right. I'm almost positive on that. Um, Sean Payton. I'm... I think you're right. Sean Payton, yes. I think that's, I... But wow. Mike Shanahan, Shanahan confirmed. That's Chris Rose. Thank you. That's Chris Rose, ladies and Thank gentlemen. You. Yeah, I'm, I, um... I remember there there was one football Sunday. I think I was out uh, with with some fellas, had a couple libations, yeah. and I I almost snapped because I I feel like the week before was you know Brock Purdy. I feel like they were talking replacements or something. And this this isn't Jimmy G with his team. Like he's his numbers are there, the They're stats great. are there. I think the only thing is he was the last pick in the draft. And Rosie, I did see an interview with him and Sal Palantonio yesterday. Mm-hmm. They looked very similar builds. I googled Sal Pal, and he's listed five seven. No, he's not. Stop. That's not true. That's what the internet no, told I, me. How big Sal Pal? Sal Pal's not five seven. <laughs> How big no. Sal Pal? I've spent years <laughs> next to Sal Pal. There's no way I could be eating dinner off the top of his head. No way. <laughs> oh, we only did that uh-huh. once. Yeah, well. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, um, <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah, to- listen, here's I think that for people that don't understand uh, what Brock Purdy has accomplished, go find the soundbite with Kyle Shanahan last night. Michael Robinson, uh, my buddy from NFL Network, was the guy asking the questions. Go find that interview because he asked him about the whole game manager situation. And Shanahan explained it the best out of anybody I've heard do it. He said, I don't get it. He goes, the quarterback's number one job, I don't care who you are, how talented you are, is to manage the game. The whole week, we build up a game plan specific for the team that we're playing. So it is your job to then manage what we have delivered. He goes, number two, there are going to be times, no matter how great we might be as coaches, at devising a game plan where it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. So now, number three, it's your job as a quarterback to get around that speed bump, whether it's small or mountain size. He goes, that's where the guys earn their money. And he said, if you can't do number three, it doesn't matter how good you are at one and two, because at some point you're going to be exposed whether that's two weeks as an NFL starter, a season, two years. He goes, at some point, they're going to move on from you if you can't do number three. But you have to have everything in order to be a quarterback and a good one in this league. He said, so I don't get the game manager thing. It was He did it better than I just did it, but at least that kind of gives you an idea of it. Yeah, and I feel like that that used to come out when, and again, NFL has changed a lot, but you know there'd be a quarterback with a good good running back and a good defense and their final stat line was you know 12 for 19 on the day for yeah. 140 zero touchdowns and a pick and it's like okay is that a game manager or is that someone surviving with the team Brock is the stats are there uh people say he kind of looks like me sometimes I don't know. I saw a guy who put it out on social media today that said he looked like Lee Harvey Oswald. I did see that too. So what? Um, what are we doing? Have you gotten here? a lot of Lee Harveys? Yeah, I, I, not as much as. Have I you thought. gotten some? I've never gotten a Lee Harvey. Um, but I can I can put it out there for the people and see if they like that. Um, 
it, hold on. Yeah. If anybody likes that, right? Don't send them my direction. Okay. Note that. Mm. And hey, I'll just tell you this. And I think I'm on your side. If you Google Sal Palantonio height, first two things that come up are five seven. And now I'm looking. I've got a picture of him next to Michael Vick, who I think is like six flat, and Vick has him by like an inch, maybe. Yeah, there's no way. I'm, unless I totally botched this, but I, I used to um, go to opening night a lot. I don't anymore, obviously. Loser. And um, I see Sal Pal all the time because he's such a big baseball fan. Okay. Loves baseball. So every okay. time he'd be like, Rosie. What about the Phils this year? Be like, aren't we here to interview football players? Be like, no, let's talk baseball. Spring training's right around the corner. He's great. I love when the the football guys have their baseball leak out. Yeah. Um. Who's the uh? Who's the scout? Uh. Or he's like a TV. Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah, baseball guy. Dear, dear friend of mine. That's all he. I call him to get all of my draft information. Like he is my crash course on the combine and the draft that I have to cover, but because he's been doing months and months of research, I spend 45 minutes on the phone with him before the combine and another hour before the draft just going over stuff because he's great. And then every other time he calls me, all he wants to do is talk Padres. That's all he wants to do. Season ticket holder, the whole bit. He's a real fan. I love that. I love that. Uh, Chris Rose, we're about 15 minutes in. What? You haven't, I know, it's when you're bopping with the boys, it's just a good time. Um, we haven't said Andy Reid, we haven't said Ooh. Taylor Swift, we haven't said oh. Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, uh, Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. The can all hang out. The Kansas, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs are back. This, feel, this felt like the weakest Chiefs team, and now it's, I don't know, man. It, it's it's the scary effect. It's if Patrick has the ball in his hands, and it's probably the strongest defense they've had it between is. Chris Jones and the linebacking core, and some that those defensive backs, McDuffie and Snead, will just beat you up. Like, um, I I try to make things simple, and then when I do that, you usually expand on it. So I'll do that. Is this a case of Patrick Mahomes enough offense in the best defense? the Chiefs have had with him? The defense, in my opinion, is significantly better than the offense. And I didn't think I'd ever say that because I'm such a huge Mahomes fan. It's not close. In the second half of three playoff games, Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, how many points do you think the Chiefs have given up? Second half, Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, uh, seven. Ten. Okay. 10 total in three games. Pretty good. Great. It's not pretty good. It's great. The Chiefs did not score in the second half in Baltimore. If I had told you that that would have happened, who right. do you think would have won the AFC championship game? I probably would have guessed the Ravens. Right. This defense is incredible. They have done a remarkable job, particularly through the draft here, right? They've had Chris Jones as as their leader, as their kingpin since 2016 on that line. You know, when he got there, they started to add some some guys, or there were some veterans there, and those guys all went their separate ways. They either traded him or got rid of him. That's it. We've moved on. And then what they did last year, the number of rookies that they played in winning the Super Bowl was ridiculous. And 
Spags is now this close. He's 60 minutes of football away from becoming the first person in the history of the planet to have been the defensive coordinator for four Super Bowl champions. I know that his run with the Rams in St. Louis sucked as a head coach, but man, can that guy coach him up on defense. He has done a great, great job. They have done, Brent Veach has done a remarkable job drafting uh, the last couple of years on that side of the football. And they're going to be the biggest reason why they, they'll they be back-to-back champions if they win on Sunday. Yeah, I'm try- I'm, I've am I've got a couple, I don't know, an idea racing through my head that's, again, it's like not good because there's not a right answer, but it's, it's the experience of Reed and Spags and obviously a lot of the Chiefs that have been there with, like, man, the Niner Shanahan's been kind of credited. A lot of people think he's the best coach in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Okay. Uh, there's, the George, there's the George Kittle uh, quote. Like, uh, this is just fan service stuff, but it's him on the sideline when they're losing the Super Bowl, and he's like, I will be back here. And it's right. one of those, like, powerful, like, whoa. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna tell that guy he's wrong and he was right. right. Um, I guess. Do you believe more in the? Okay, here it is. Do you believe more in the hunger of the 49ers uh, and them trying to get there first, or do you believe more in the experience of Reed, Spags, Mahomes, Kel- like they've all done it? It's not the experience that I believe in with Kansas City. I think this journey has really affected them this year because. And I'll be curious that if they win, this is the thing I can't wait to ask all the guys that have been a part of this ride. So it's Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jones. These are the guys that I would ask it to. Um, How worried were you in the middle of the season when you lost five of eight that you couldn't get it together? Like we knew that they were going to still win the AFC West because nobody else was really right hot on their trail. But they knew that this was probably going to be the first time where they were going to have to hit the road in the Mahomes era, and win games. And they did it at Buffalo, the two seed. They did it at Baltimore, the one seed. And now they're the hated Chiefs. Like, they've become the villain, and they're stepping into it. It's like a WWE script where they've gone from, you know, baby face to heel. It's incredible what has transpired, and I'm curious if that has kind of given them some renewed energy here. Because you saw it last night, or on Monday night, I should say, with Kelsey, right? I mean, when when uh, they were talking to the two tight ends and they go over from Kittle, who got cheers inside of Allegiant Stadium, to Kelsey, who gets booed, and he had to stop for a second. And he looked around. He's like, I am ready to go. Let's play the game right now. Right now. They, you never heard that about the Chiefs. Yeah. So I wonder if this has really kind of ramped them up a little bit more. And to me, I think that's a bigger thing than any sort of experience could have. Yeah, and that that's the other uh, an, another another X tweet I I got ate up for a little bit. I was like, I just casually mentioned something like every everybody loves Mahomes, just because I'm I'm such a big sports fan. I'm like, this guy mm. this guy was made in a lab, man. He's like as genuine and talented and like as good of a guy as you could possibly brew up as the next. NFL star of stars, like, taking the throne from Brady, basically. And then I didn't realize, you know, a chunk of my replies, and it's 
it comes with becoming a dynasty of sorts. It becomes with a little swift effect for Kelsey. But mm-hmm. yeah, these Chiefs aren't beloved, and they Mm-mm. Andy Reid. He's like he's NFL Santa Claus. These guys are not beloved anymore. I think that Andy Reid hasn't changed. I think he might get thrown in in the wash. Yeah, here. nobody dislikes Andy Reid. Yeah. You, I mean, how in the world could you dislike him? But the rest of it, I not that I get. But I kind of get it. Mahomes, this was the first year where we saw facial expressions on the sideline where you're like, what's going on here? Like the Buffalo game was insane where he started yelling at the ref. And I thought that that was a culmination of probably a questionable call. And remember, that was the point in the year where it was week after week they were dropping multiple passes big yeah. time passes and crunch time and not getting it done. And so I think he was like, Jesus, how the hell am I going to stand in front of a microphone and say, I believe in these guys still when maybe I don't, I think all of that was swirling around in his head. And then, you know, that it really was because he was the perfect pro athlete. He was very much like Steph Curry um, in the way he carried himself and how great he was, and how fun he made the sport, and how enjoyable he just was to watch, even when he was kicking your team's ass. But that this it changed a little bit this year. Yeah, and the, the Chiefs have been one of the a, a challenging mental exercise for me because I again I'm a pretty basic dude. Probably the best defense they've had. Mahomes still is Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive line is really good. It's the best running mm-hmm. back he's had. No, they're not really good. The interior three are really good. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Zuni, who's who's probably not going to play. Uh, Creed is Creed Humphrey's really good. Trey Smith's good, although he had a couple holding penalties in the AFC champion. The tackles are a mess. But okay. keep going. Um, and, like you said, with those wide receiver drop passes, mm-hmm. everyone remembers the Kadarius Tony offsides play, which, you know, if that doesn't happen, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was that other, was it the Packers game that Mahomes hit yep. him in the hands? And it was, you know, I think they still would have had to get the two-point conversion. But uh, Well, they also had, there There was the questionable refereeing on that Sunday night game at Lambeau. Right. Like talking about where the, there was a play at the end and they were like, where's the penalty? And there was no penalty and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that, that that's part of this run. This is part of their story this year. It's not just the fact that they were horrible, but they did have to overcome some stuff no matter what some people think in the script writing department. Yeah, I, this is this is an all-time game for script writing script writing folk. Um what's Let up? Let me ask you this. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Please. Uh so I have the honor once again of being on the field hosting the post-game yeah. show. I'll do that with MJD and uh Michael Robinson. And so we get to you know, hang out with all the winners. They come by the desk. It's a blast. It is so much fun. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. If the Chiefs win, what are the odds that a certain Grammy Award winner joins us? Right. Oh, my God. Chris. Do I have to have her cut Awaken Jake promo or no? If you are in the same picture frame as Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't know how she could handle that. <laughs> Hey, listen, she's dating a guy from Cleveland, Ohio. We have this certain magnetic 
she, hole. She turns down the Kelsey proposal and says, no, I want you, Chris Rose. Um, hey, Tay Tay, as much yeah. as I love you and respect you, and I think you're wonderful, just this is 26 years. I'm not just going to throw that away. Yeah. Although, honey, do you mind? If, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I to, it's vague. There's a possibility I could be going to Japan <laughs> a, next week. I want to say Michelle Rose has a financial number that I don't know. Maybe everyone can. By the way, that's much lower than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> much lower. But there is a, so it's been discussed. Um, I, wow. Do you have some, you must have some Taylor Swift one-liners prepared, Chris Rose. No. Come on. No, we're not doing that. We're not oh. doing Taylor Swift one-liners. Okay. If I see one on the post game and you've got a quick little jab, I'm going to call you out on it. We're gonna, everything I say is not pre-planned as evidence of what happened <laughs> several weeks ago. So, sim, similar strategies. Um, hey, now. What's the um, I, last last real, real question? What, um... What do you think has the biggest – it's football. These are two really good teams. It's lining up to be like a special Super Bowl. Like I, you mentioned the storylines. Like what's, what's the most likely difference maker? Is it like the Niners superstar D-line turns up and goes at those tackles mm. and maybe it's something like that? Or it's Pacheco being able to run the ball for seven yards a carry? Like what, what do you think uh, could – and again, this is a near impossible question, so, but Monday no, 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 morning. I'll give you, I'll give you uh, two boring ones. You hit on one, which was that. You know, I think that I think Pacheco can run the ball. The, the Niners run defense. I don't know what's happened to them, but they're giving up almost seventy yards more per game in the playoffs than they did during the regular season. They were a top five rushing defense yards per game during the regular season, and they've been a mess here in the playoffs. Um. The other thing is, the thing I loved most about Shanahan in the NFC title game was that he did not forget about Christian McCaffrey, right? They're down 17 at the break. You know, you feel like you got to rush, 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 and that means we have to put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands every play. Now, your best player is Christian McCaffrey. Get him the ball any way you can, and if you run for seven yards on a play, that's fine. I mean, you can pick up the tempo a little bit if you need to do that, but don't forget about him. So I think that McCaffrey, you got to remember, Buffalo ran for 182 against the Chiefs. I don't know what the hell Todd Munkham was doing in the AFC title game. Zero idea. Gus Edwards got three carries. Their running backs had six carries total. Christian McCaffrey might have that on the opening drive. So that's part of it. The one thing that if I were a Niners fan, I would be really worried about is Jake Moody. Okay. I know it sounds weird, but I think these two teams are are really even. Harrison Butker has been phenomenal for the Chiefs, particularly in the playoffs during this run. Robbie Gold, the guy that Jake Moody replaced, how many playoff kicks did he miss in his career? None. None is the correct answer, Story Ali. Yeah. None. Jake Moody missed more than that in the NFC Championship game. So... I know it sounds stupid, but man, if it comes down to that, gulp. Yeah. Yeah, that's when uh <laughs> Yeah, you wonder if Jake Moody wants to hear his name on Monday morning. Um because it, it can be all time good or all time bad. 
And that's terrifying. that's part of the Chiefs. That's part of the Chiefs' mental hurdles as well. Like you mentioned that Todd Munkin thing. Like it, it felt a little bit like the Ravens lost that game. I know that gets into sports media and trying to like getting a click, but you know the not running and the flowers uh-huh. at the goal line and um, that. Yeah, this Chiefs team, if they lose, it's like, they should have lost to Baltimore. This was a bad Chiefs team. Or it's like, oh, shit, uh, they're going to win every year. Um, God, I'm excited. When um when do we get your Super Bowl pick? Because when I look at your your ex Twitter page, it still mm-hmm. says Bill's Eagles. And it's, I don't want to no. say you're embarrassing the company. Um, right. But yourself, did, for did, sure. I didn't unpin that one. <laughs> it's still up there. Awesome. Good work, Rose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't make a preseason selection for whatever reason. I don't know why I didn't. I'm a moron. I've, I seem to remember, like, I was like, okay, like, it's two hours to kick of the Lions Chiefs. I don't have a real good feeling about it. Oh, screw it. It's not going to matter. And now you're the first guy to bring it up. Yeah, Thanks. No problem. Boss. No problem. Thanks, boss. Anytime. Um, I'll make it some sort of prediction at some point. Okay be wrong okay but that's because i've just used up all my good juju when it comes to the weekly uh touchdown score oh nice chris rose yeah yeah just saying that that's been a pretty strong performance i was a little like taylor who's the head of that for us and does such a wonderful job with our social media and a ton of other stuff at the company you know there was like a week to go in the regular season i was like so do I get a trophy or something? She's like, well, we're doing it through the playoffs. I was like, what do you mean we're doing it through the yeah. playoffs? We don't play fantasy football through the playoffs. We ended here. I, I gave you all another shot at it and still. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hey, you know, uh, at John Boy Media, we make our own rules a little bit. Um, uh, don't say that. Somebody else is going to get very upset if I say that. Okay. I won't. So you could you could deal with it. Not me. I that hey, you know who you are. That did not come out of my mouth. I have no idea. Pick that up with somebody about, else. So I'll I'll I take it off my record. Um <laughs> strike the, it. The Lannister family? I don't know. Uh, when do you make your prediction? Um I mean I guess I could I could do it right now. Um I don't. I don't want to force your hand. No, I'm. I'm going Niners. I. I flip flopped a little bit. I. I think the Chiefs storyline ends with everyone being like, "Yeah, that kind of wasn't the Chiefs team, and this Niners team is." Um, especially like you said, the offense, man. I. I think Christian McCaffrey with an extra week, Debo with an extra week, Shanahan, Kittle, like. All of them wanting to be back. I do have that over a little bit of the experience mm. of Andy Spags and the crew. That because uh, isn't the other thing with the Chiefs that they shut down in the second half. Like I know their defense mm. has been electric, but their offense has been awful. That okay, if Kyle Shanahan, who you think is the best coach in the league, with some of the most talented offensive football players in the league, if they can scratch up something in the second half, which I think they can then the Chiefs are behind the eight ball. So I um, I don't know. I It's one of those, if Mahomes does it, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm the fool here. But if feels, <laughs> I'm kind of team Purdy good. Cute. Right? Do you want me? Yes. I, I, 
I understand. Like the when the Chiefs were really struggling during the regular season, they could not score points in the second half of the season. That was an enormous issue for them. Um, and they haven't, you know, lit up the scoreboard in the second half. We talked about them not scoring at all against Baltimore and still managing to get out of there with a win. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll all want to go out and listen to Usher at halftime, and I don't know if that'll mm. get them going or make them shut down. I know I will we'll be. See. Well, we'll get, wanna... we'll get one of the kickers out there during the show. That's always, that's always a great easy, clip. Easy, easy, yeah. Mr. McPherson. Um, <laughs> do you want me to leave you with one more bit of trivia? Need Can you tell I've to. read my entire NFL Network research packet already? <laughs> no, not you. Loser. Um, this is a fun one. Okay. If the Niners win, mm. Christian McCaffrey will have a ring with the 49ers, just like his proud papa, Ed, who won three rings, most notably two with the Broncos, but he did play against the San Diego Chargers in Super Bowl XXIX, the last time that franchise kissed the Lombardi. Mm. They will join one other father-son Ooh. tandem to have won Super Bowl rings with the same franchise. Oh, I love it, Chris Rose. So, father-son, Super Bowl, same franchise. Oh, who was I? No, right. I just thought of the who was the running back on the Ravens this year that he was. He's playing. Oh, the yeah, same okay. Team as his dad. Yeah. That that's obviously that would have been a great one. Would have been a fun been a one. one. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll save everyone's time a little bit. I'm not sure. Are you not a Giants fan? I'm oh, not. You're a guy. I'm a Broncos guy. You're a Broncos guy. But were you ever a Giants guy? Um, I've loosely supported my Giants Got friends it. a lot more than Patriots or Jets fans. Got it. BBD, where do you? I'm Giants. Okay. That doesn't help you though if I say it's the Giants. Chris Sims. Yeah. Steve and Zach Diossi. Oh, remember those names? Do those names at least ring a bell? Is he the long snapper? Zach yes. Rose, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Very, very good. Wow. So the McCaffreys can finally join the Diossis. After all this time. In football lore. Uh, Chris Rose, we're going to see you after the Super Bowl, NFL Network. Yeah. Flip Best two right hours after, of your year. That's the thing. Right, right after the trophy presentation, because I know everybody likes to see that. Flip on over. We've got every guest in the book. It's a ton of fun. And you never know what's going to be said on our show. It's that simple. You know what? Can I tell you this? Please. After after I had that wonderful slip up, which was oh my which God. made it on Jimmy Kimmel and everywhere else, the number of people in uh, on social media wrote to me, boy, that John Boy Media is rubbing off on you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you bet your ass it is. It's a little, little warehouse-y, uh, mm-hmm. which there might be some warehouse news coming soon where the people can see you there. Um, hey, I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, enjoy uh, Vegas. I hope you and, you and Michelle can have a nice dinner or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. I think we can, sure. Okay. Um, and I think we're seeing you in person in March, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I can't wait. You you get 30 seconds on the Guardians. Go. 
I did a recent charity event in Cleveland, Ohio, and got to spend two hours with my dear friend and now new manager of the Guardian, Stephen Vogt. Wow. In fact, some people would say that we are like cousins. And I don't know. Let me see here. You tell me. You tell me whether or not I mean, Rose and Vote are cousin-ish. That's kind of huh? wild, Rosie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. If you so presented asked, that picture to us and said, this is me and my cousin, I'd have said, right. okay. Yeah. I think that's bad news for him because I'm like almost 15 years older than him. But, you know, we could still be cousins. cousins. So I'm just excited that my friend gets to manage my favorite team. I think that's pretty cool. I, uh... I daydream about that pitching sometimes. I know you must be too. So uh, yeah. I, I think you'll get some good ball there this year. Um, I hope so. Rosie, this was fun. thank you so much per we'll usual. We'll do it next year before Super Bowl 59. I've already booked it in my calendar. Where is it February. next year? New Orleans. <laughs> oh. New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, I might have to, might have to get DraftKings. That's one of Jess's favorite cities, so maybe um, yeah, we'll have we'll have one of our classic uh, double dates down there. You know, just us four. I love that. That we haven't been able to do yet. <laughs> mm. Chris Rose, you're the best. Thank you. Bye, friends.